in nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Grant us peace, O Lord, in our days, for there is no other who will fight for us, save but you, our God. In this episode, we will look at a few different catechisms on what exactly the sacraments are. What is a sacrament? A sacrament is an outward sign instituted by Christ to give grace. Thus, there are three things absolutely necessary to constitute a sacrament. One, institution by Christ. Two, an outward sign. And three, power to give grace. Only Christ instituted the sacraments because only God can endow signs with the power to give grace. From the teaching of the Church, from tradition, and from Holy Scripture, we know that Christ instituted the seven sacraments. All the schismatic Eastern churches that separated from the Catholic Church in the early years of the Christian era continue to recognize the same seven sacraments that the Church does. The Church has no power to institute sacraments. An outward sign is something perceived by the senses. The sign or ceremony is called the matter. In the words, the form of the sacrament. For example, we see the water used in baptism. We hear the words pronounced as the water is poured. There are sensible signs perceived by the senses of sight and hearing. The sacraments signify the graces they actually give. Thus, the washing in baptism signifies the inward washing of the soul from sin. The sacraments always give the graces they signify, provided the recipient puts no obstacles. It is principally through the sacraments that we obtain the grace of God. They are channels by which grace enters our souls, to feed and nourish them. God gives grace outside of the sacraments in answer to prayer, but only by worthily receiving sacraments can we know definite graces. How many sacraments are there? There are seven sacraments. Baptism, Confirmation, Holy Eucharist, Penance, also known as Confession or Reconciliation, Extreme Unction, Holy Orders, and Matrimony. There are seven sacraments, and only seven. No more, no less, for the simple reason that our Lord instituted seven. These seven sacraments are a gift of love from the Son of God, a gift for which He paid His very life. A sacrament administered to anyone against his will is invalid and will have no sacramental effect. One of the requisite dispositions for receiving a sacrament is the desire and will to receive it. For infants and those who are unconscious or do not have the use of reason, the intention is supplied by the church. We take their consent for granted or at the word of their sponsors. Ceremonies, although not necessary for the validity of the sacraments, are used in their administration in order to make the occasions more solemn and meaningful and to increase the devotion of the recipient. Our Lord himself used ceremonies as when he spat upon clay and moistened with it the eyes of a blind man. From whom do the sacraments receive their power to give grace? The sacraments receive their power to give grace from God through the merits of Jesus Christ. The sacraments are seven great streams of grace, 
flowing from the pierced heart of Jesus crucified to nourish and strengthen our souls. Many men have to suffer to find food for loved ones and keep them in health. Let us think of Christ dying on the cross, suffering to buy grace for our souls. Each sacrament possesses the power from God to make the soul of the recipient holy and pleasing to him. This supernatural power is termed sanctifying grace. Sanctifying grace is abiding and permanent and lost only by mortal sin. The sacrament that first gives this grace is baptism. The sacrament that restores this grace to those who have lost it by sin is penance. The other sacraments give an increase of sanctifying grace. Each sacrament also gives a grace proper to itself, a special effect on the soul distinct from the effects of other sacraments. This is called sacramental grace. Sacramental grace consists in divine help towards the fulfillment of the duties imposed by the particular sacrament. For example, the sacramental grace of matrimony gives a right to the assistance of God in fulfilling the duties of the married state. If received with the proper dispositions, the sacraments always give grace. They derive their efficacy from Christ. Consequently, they give grace of themselves, as long as we have the right dispositions. The sacraments are sure means of grace, certain means of salvation. By them we are united to Christ our Lord. By them he gives us his hand to hold to, so that we may walk through life and all its trials without weakness and without fear. What is the difference between sacraments of the living and sacraments of the dead? Sacraments of the living are those that may be received only by one living in the state of grace. Sacraments of the dead aim to give sanctifying grace to one spiritually dead through sin. The sacraments of the living are Confirmation, Holy Eucharist, Extreme Unction, Holy Orders, and Matrimony. It is a sacrilege to receive these sacraments when one is in the state of mortal sin. Those who receive sacraments of the living in mortal sin receive the sacraments, but not the grace they bring and commit a sacrilege. The sacramental grace they should receive is suspended until they recover their state of sanctifying grace. When worthily received, sacraments of the living increase the life of grace of the recipient. The sacraments of the dead are baptism and penance. Their chief purpose is to restore a soul dead in sin to the life of sanctifying grace. Which are the sacraments that can be received only once? The sacraments that can be received only once are baptism, confirmation, and holy orders. This is because these sacraments imprint on the soul a spiritual mark or character, which consists in a special dedication to Christ. This mark is indelible and is not effaced by anything, not even mortal sin. It will be borne by the soul for all eternity, for its greater glory if in heaven, and for its greater shame if in hell. The spiritual character imprinted in such the soul of a baptized person is as different from the soul of an unbaptized as light is different from the dark. A priest will be known as a priest forever by the mark of his soul, whether he be in heaven or in hell. Holy Eucharist, penance, extreme unction, and matrimony leave no indelible mark and may be received more than once. Extreme unction may be received only once in the same sickness. 
Matrimony cannot be repeated until one of the parties dies. The more often penance and Holy Eucharist are received, the better for the soul. Before we wrap up here, I'd like to look a little bit more in depth on what exactly a sacrament is. And before I get into that, I'd like to note that I have created another episode on the sacrament of penance, which you can check out. Um, I also plan to, in the future, cover the other sacraments as well. The sacraments are sensible signs instituted by Christ by means of which the graces of the Holy Spirit are communicated to us. In every sacrament, there is an appropriate ceremony called the matter and a form of words which accompanies the sign or ceremony. And besides, there is the grace conveyed. The sign or visible part of the sacrament not only signifies what is effected in the sacrament, but affects what is signified. They are therefore practical signs. They may also be termed instruments, and the grace is conveyed through them the effect of those instruments. The signs of the sacraments are like our Lord's humanity, and the grace is conveyed like the Godhead concealed beneath this humanity. The word sacrament, sacramentum, means something holy and also mysterious, because in early times holy things were hidden from the knowledge of the heathen. Sensible signs were instituted by our Lord for this purpose, that the graces conferred by their means might be made duly apparent and thus recognized by man. As water cleanses from impurity and extinguishes fire, the use of water signifies that our souls are cleansed and the fire of hell is quenched for us. As oil gives light and strengthens the body, its use in confirmation indicates plainly that our souls are enlightened and fortified by the Holy Spirit. Thus the practical effect of the sacrament may be known by the sensible sign. Our Lord made use of distinct signs in conferring graces and benefits, although a thought, a word on his part would have sufficed. He touched the eyes of the blind man. He touched the leper. He breathed on the apostles and said to them, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. Under the old dispensation, likewise, God bestowed his favors through signs. Witness Moses' rod, the brazen serpent, the gall of the fish wherewith Tobias' sight was restored, the cure of Naaman by washing in the Jordan. Sensible signs were instituted by our Lord for the purpose of humbling the pride of man. Man who aspired to be as God is now dependent for the recovery of the grace he has lost upon what is lowest in creation, lifeless matter. As for the sake of what is sensible, man renounced heaven. It is meet that by use of what is sensible, he should rise again to that which is suprasensible. Sensible signs are, in fact, required by the nature of man. If we were pure spirits, we could dispense with corporal signs for the communication of spiritual gifts. But as we are composed of body and soul, we have need of them. In addition to the signs instituted by Christ, certain ceremonies have been appointed by the Church in order to indicate still more perceptibly the graces conferred and to increase the devotion of those who dispense and those who receive the sacraments. The various significant ceremonies are like a mirror wherein a man sees the reflection of what goes on within his soul. The benefits God bestows on us 
are more deeply impressed upon our minds by the accompanying ceremonial. It also deepens the devotion of both the dispenser and the recipient of the sacrament. If an earthly monarch is seen by his subjects in all the grandeur of his regal dignity, attended by the grandees of his court, they think more of him than when he is in ordinary attire. The sacraments are not dispensed in a bare and informal manner, but are accompanied by the accessories of a rich and solemn ceremonial. This is not only to make a greater impression upon mortals, but to give greater glory to God. The ceremonies also constitute a certain preparation for the reception of the sacraments. They prepare the soil of the heart, that the good seed may bear more abundant fruit. The ritual is not precisely the same in all dioceses, local customs having added some rites which cannot well be abolished. But the Roman ritus is the one universally followed. The ceremonies of the church may be omitted in case of necessity, as in baptism, when there is danger of death. So as we can see here, the sacraments are the principal means by which we receive grace. And the grace we receive is signified in the symbol that the sacrament is enacting. So it's not just a symbol in the sense that it has no meaning to it, but it's a symbol in the sense that it actually makes happen what is being symbolized. And this is why it is important to understand these symbols so that we can better appreciate what the sacraments are. Especially the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist and the sacrament of penance, which we will regularly receive. With that in mind, I will be producing future episodes which go into more detail on the specific sacraments. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Amen.